0: You guys, we need to jump right in.
1: We have so much to talk about.
0: We're talking fast because we're drinking Crystal Light with caffeine. It's really good. It actually is really good. <laughs> she Low says calorie. that her eyes
1: bugged out. I'm like, it's really delicious. Do you have any more? Is there more Crystal Light anywhere? Great.
0: Uh, today, we're talking about Mommy, Dead and Dearest, which is not Ma- Mother, May I Sleep with Danger.
1: Which you want it to be so bad. I,
0: listen, I'm. we'll get into this on another episode, but I was obsessed with Tori Spelling's book, Storytelling, and I actually...
1: <laughs> wait a second her name the name of her book is storytelling it's
0: ju- first of all it was a huge bestseller it's kind of genius and Tori Spelling was like the queen of the Lifetime movies it's, it's like a whole thing in her book she's like one of the first TV actresses to get producer credit because she was in so many of them and it's a good thing because her dad did not leave her a penny really maybe like $200,000 Wow
1: out of all of that all of that like sleazy high it's- school sex money yeah. <laughs>
2: Gypsy was in a wheelchair. She had leukemia and she was having seizures
0: and she had to be tube fit. And then gradually that story fell apart.
1: Things are not always as they appear.
3: How do you kill your own mother? This is a tragic event surrounded by mystery and public deception.
2: People thought of us as the sweetest mother, daughter, best people in the world.
0: Hi, Jillian Pensavalli.
1: Hi, Patrick Hines.
0: <laughs> we're, we're somber.
1: I, there are just a lot of feelings. I know. It's, it's not just somber. It's a lot of confusion.
0: Um. All right. Mommy dead and dearest. <sighs> this is the case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who's the daughter of Claudine, who goes by Dee Dee Blanchard. So Gypsy was probably born on July 27th, 1991. We say probably because we don't really know.
1: The reason that is is because Dee Dee didn't want, didn't want Gypsy to know how old she was, always wanted her to be a little kid, and it's frightening how much that worked.
0: Gypsy just, like, never knew. Like, her mother told her she couldn't walk, so she's for her, the early part of her life, she believed that she couldn't walk. and For her,
1: 14 years, she was in a wheelchair. Yeah,
0: and her mother told her that she'd had leukemia, mm-hmm. and that she had... She needed
1: a feeding tube. A
0: feeding tube, that she was mentally retarded, the word that, it's the word that they use, mm-hmm. I know we're not supposed to use that word anymore, mm-hmm. and Gypsy pretty much believed all of it. I mean, you know, ultimately she knew she could walk, but she also knew that she could never let on that she knew that. If you're coming into this movie knowing nothing, what like what's happening right at the top of the documentary?
1: Yeah, you see this girl being told that her mother's been murdered and she is shocked about um, it.
0: Your mom's
3: dead, okay? Now, what I want to ask you Wait, okay, is,
1: uh,
3: you're, you're yeah. moms,
0: your mom's passed away, okay? And she's deceased. But then, like, you also see this guy who's her boyfriend, like, in another room, who's, like, fully admitting to the murder.
1: With just, like, uh-huh, yeah, no, I did it. I'll, I'm I'm, admitting it right now. The
0: truth is, okay, I'll admit it. I did actually... stab her. I will admit it. I know.
1: Okay. And then the <laughs> cop is like, uh-huh,
0: yup. <laughs> yeah, we know you did it. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Gypsy, and she's like... You know the 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 guy who's interrogating her. If he called her sweetheart one more time, I was going to lose my mind. I know. Just listen
3: to me, okay, sweetheart. You, you know what happened to your mom. You but okay? he was like, I know that you
0: know. <laughs> I know that you were. I
1: know that you know that we know that you know that we know. Like he did one of those. She's and and like, just like,
0: slow down. It's been a it's been a rough couple of years. I mean, my I can't. It's been this.
1: the worst. I mean, it's the worst life. It's a terrible life that she lived.
0: Yeah, but it's complicated at the top because you see her being like, my boyfriend was so in love with me. Was so in love with me, and he's like. I only did it because she asked.
1: Yeah, we're instantly getting conflicting stories from these people who are, if I may, yeah. not the most
0: reliable. Well, we we do find out later that he has Asperger's. And he's autistic. And autistic. And she, you know, has had a horrendous, horrible life. And she has, like, a second grade education.
1: And she has been kept very childlike her whole life.
0: And, and I think the reason we're seeing... The conflicting stories is because they never thought this through, you know, and we'll get into yeah. their story more later. Mm-hmm. but like they they committed this murder so they could be together is what we're told right and but like they don't there's no there's no thought of like getting away with it. These are not like savvy kids. So that's kind of like where the movie starts. yeah, I think one of the things that stood out to you is like we sort of start to understand the degree to which this is crazy when we see the first home video. And can you please tell the people what you wrote?
1: Okay, so I wrote, Now we see Gypsy Rose and her mother six years earlier. Now we're going back to know the history. Then I wrote, Gypsy Rose is in a wheelchair. She is singing, I am nauseous.
0: The whole thing is crazy. Mm-hmm. She, like, Gypsy sounds crazy. She looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Her mother looks crazy. Everyone's mm-hmm. clapping.
1: And, like, I don't know where they are or, like, why she's singing. And or- as a
0: viewer of this documentary, you're, you've just seen this girl who, in the interrogation room, does not look sick. No. You know, she looks like a normal, like, scared kid. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, six years earlier, she literally looks... Uh, I don't know. I, I literally don't know what the what the right words to use. She are. just
1: looks like a sick, like a really person, sick. like a sick kid who you would see who, of course, is getting all these trips to Disney World, and of yeah. course, because they did is like, like
0: living in a Habitat for Humanity house because she's probably dying.
1: Yes, I mean she looked the part and she played it really well. Now whether that was all Dee Dee,
0: right? Whether she was complicit and was playing along, or whether she was just. She's, this is all she's known her whole life. That's kind of what the documentary is about. Yeah. So where are you going today? I'm
2: going to Children's Mercy Hospital to see
1: my dances for my teeth. And we'll be
0: back. So the documentary sort of jumps all over the place in time. I think in order for people to understand what we're talking about, we're, we're going to go a little bit more chronologically than that, right?
1: Yeah. I think yeah. it's just easier to, to understand if we do
0: it that way. So let's start with the dad. Rob. Rob, whose accent is ridiculous.
1: He has this really thick Cajun like eat your heart out, Harry Connick Jr. Like
2: (laughs) still ask the question. How do you kill your own mother? I mean there's got to be
0: a reason. There's got to be some abuse there. You don't I also like the first time we see him, he's like on a pontoon boat. Of course he is. Like, in the Bayou. He's in
1: Louisiana. Of course. I was like,
0: w- we're going to take a cinematic moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But and, but it's so, like, he is exactly Louisiana Bayou. Yeah, right. It's just, I mean, it's like almost. at one point,
0: he's making fried catfish.
1: I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it was delicious. Because when you're, that's a, a local. Right. Making it. Oh, come on. He,
0: he, one of the things that stood out to me was, like, in the beginning, he's talking about a conversation he has with his own mother mm-hmm. in the wake of finding out that Gypsy has killed her mother, his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts?
1: He immediately makes the point that you don't kill your mother unless there was a real good reason. I said
0: for me to think about killing you, I said you'd have to done some pretty bad stuff to me.
1: Kind he's like, of... "Mom,
0: I wouldn't have kill- I wouldn't kill you unless you did something real bad." Yeah, there's
1: got to be abuse involved, right. And it's like he's kind of right. There's something about it that's like absolutely like to be driven to kill your mother. But I'm also
0: like, okay. He's a very complicated character. We're just to assume that their marriage didn't work out. He's moved away or he doesn't live in the same house as them. And he's being told all the time that she's got all these problems. And he, I'm like, you never went to the doctor with them. You never called the doctor to follow up. You never asked Gypsy how she was feeling. I mean, one of the most heartbreaking things I saw in this documentary is – there's like a, it's either like a gymnastics class or like a dance class where the oh. kids are like standing there. This is like a home video. There's like these four or five year old girls like standing there and Gypsy's like lying on the ground. Yeah. Gypsy, Over here, baby. <laughs> because she thinks her legs don't work even mm-hmm. though she knows they do yeah i mean did you have any reaction to that
1: oh I, I i it was heartbreaking to me that this little girl was trapped in so many ways physically mentally emotionally i mean yeah. the fact that she couldn't say i mean when they say that they were holding hands all the time and Didi Dee Dee would squeeze her hand if she said too much or she would say gypsy says you know current day gypsy they would go to the doctor and Didi Dee Dee would say like and remember your legs don't work
0: Oh my God! Here's a Barbie for you to play with. Twenty three year old, exactly. pretend you're really into it,
1: right? So, I mean, at that point, when it's all you know, and you're told from, I mean, the dad was saying that at three months old, Didi Dee Dee was saying she has sleep apnea, right? And it's like you know, it's just.
0: Uh, I want to say again, again that like I know the dad becomes a much. I, I know the dad is feels awful now, but that wasn't clear in the beginning of the documentary, and that was the thing I was having the hardest time with was his sort of like, "Yeah, it it was awful. I didn't know, you know. I yeah. wish I could have been there, but I wasn't anyway, you know."
1: Yeah, you know, he tried to call her and wish her a happy her 18th, 18th birthday, birthday GD GD said, said,
0: "Don't tell her she's 18." You know, she, I'm like, "What you mean? Don't tell her she's 18? She doesn't you know she's 18. It's her 18th birthday. I wish she, she don't know she's 18. She's you know." I thought it was weird. Red flag, red flag, red flag! Like this didn't raise any questions for you?
1: And his new wife, Christy, you could see the red flag. She's like, I know you guys, <laughs> yeah. I know, like, I know.
0: She's like basically twirling her hair and like this dumbass.
1: She, yeah, because she is also, I guess, involved enough. I mean, they're going through all these old photos and trying to piece together the timeline of the illnesses and the photos, and the photos are all of Gypsy. In actual hospitals, like yeah. in, not staged hospitals, like real IVs, real hospital beds, a real feeding tube, feeding tube that had to be replaced every six months.
2: She looks like she would be 10 and 11 and she was probably like 21, 22. I wonder what she was thinking.
0: So this is where they start cutting in like a, an interview. They, The filmmakers have done an interview with Gypsy now and A, she looks great. And B, it's sort of like cut through out. She's in like a prison jumpsuit. She's obviously like in handcuffs. Uh Uh, But she's got a lot to say. And this is where we start to hear.
1: The first thing she says, by the way, is that she hasn't been fully honest with her attorneys.
0: Oh, my God. She thought that was hilarious.
1: This is actually kind of the first time I've been honest.
2: Besides being honest, you know, with my attorneys. Even that, I haven't
1: been completely honest with them. (laughs) And then she describes Dee Dee as... I, the, she's asked how would, how would you, you describe, describe your mother and the two words she chooses are unique, unique and <laughs> overprotective
2: I mean I used to always think that maybe she's a little overprotective so if I had to say one word about her it would be
1: overprotective right <laughs> and I'm like
0: also psycho, but it also like I mean I think that if nothing else that 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 helps us to understand her frame of mind, right? You know that she still hasn't fully processed what has happened to her.
1: Yeah, it's it's a mix of Munchausen syndrome and Stockholm syndrome a little
0: yeah. bit. One of the things that was like really effective, but they kept doing it over and over again, was that they would cut to a picture like Didi's Dee wedding photo, and the music would be like, bah. <laughs> yeah,
1: like we get it. She's the evil character. Right, totally. She's the villain. There's no argument. <laughs> She is the villain. Settle down,
0: HBO. We yeah, get it. Yeah. It's
1: like she needed uh, when the local news has, like, the tragedy has its own music. Yeah, totally. It's like, we get it. We get it. She's the villain.
0: Also, when she was being, like, walked in for her, like, coming out ball. What
1: the hell was that? <laughs> this time, we'd like to present to you South ROCC military queen, Miss Claudina P and you can kind of sense like everybody hates this person right like even in the home video and of course like isn't it always the way that when there's a true crime situation there's like hours and hours and hours of home video footage i don't have like a single like i don't like it's, i don't know what they're gonna play for me right in my about you're never i gonna kill anybody or get murdered <laughs> right. so i'm like i i think there are like some adorable little like video when i'm like, it would kid, have to just be
0: a podcast
1: it would just be foot like <laughs> audio of me talking about hamilton
0: so as we're progressing through i feel like the next big character we meet is her um public defender what is his name mike stanfield (laughs) he is like the one voice of calm reason in this whole bizarre documentary
3: nobody wants to believe that something like this can happen Uh, i think the initial reaction is is that you know gypsy's been lying to everybody but when you look at the backstory when you look at how we got here this all started long before Gypsy would have ever had any type of, of say in what was happening.
1: Yeah, he's like on our side.
0: Totally, and he's
1: the voice of the viewer. Where it's like, I don't understand how she can be in a hospital. a oh hundred times from 2005 to 2014.
0: At one point, he's like sitting across the table from the dad and the girlfriend. It's like each, each one of these, these paper clips indicates a spot. Some some medical record where Dee Dee essentially lied to the doctor about something. And and the public defender is the first one to introduce us to the that one doctor. Right. What's his name?
1: Dr. Bernardo
0: Flasterstein. <laughs> who at, at first Can so, we just mention that that's that, that's a cartoon character's name? Absolutely. Flasterstein. Yeah.
1: Bernardo. <laughs> so, Mike Stanfield keeps bringing up and this new information that almost every every report is history, history by, by mother, mother from mother's, mother's information so she was also depending on who she went to what kind of doctor she would she would like cook the books on her own history right. if they went to a cardiologist then she really all all this heart disease in, in the family if they yeah. went to something else like she would just do that Dee, Dee this is yeah 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 so at first dr flasserstein has like no time for her he writes things like mother's mother is not, not, a, not a good, a good historian. historian
3: which is interesting because he puts that in bold and underlines
1: it
0: when the 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 public defender is pointing that out he's like this is unusual like but then flasterstein like is just
1: like well it's hard to this is the thing that really like because he said so many things that made a lot of sense like talking about munchausen by proxy and what that means
3: analyzing all the facts and after talking to a previous pediatrician there's a strong possibility of munchausen by proxy with maybe some underlying unknown etiology to explain her symptoms
1: The the reason he claims he didn't report this to social services is because technically, now, I don't know if this is part of the system, and it's a very flawed system. Yeah. But Didi wasn't wasn't neglecting neglecting. Gypsy. She was over treating her. We have a system, which is a big integrated system that decided to adopt her and bring her, support her. So many people looking at her, knowing the
0: history, knowing what she was going through, knowing what she went through, I would have been rejected at the spot. So all what I could do is put that in my notes. Nobody in the system ever
1: said anything about it. And I didn't see it right to keep going and convincing other people, oh, really, something is not right here. He said that if he called social services, he'd be rejected because of what Gypsy had been through. Kind of like, how are you, like this, of course her mother is overprotective. She has leukemia and blah, but blah, blah. But the thing
0: about it is like, make no mistake, he is clearly onto her. He is diagnosing Munch- Munchausen by proxy. I feel like as a doctor, you can make enough noise to save this kid's life. And this is the thing that the the BuzzFeed, you know, the bouncy BuzzFeed reporter says eventually. She's like, literally everyone failed her. Literally. The doctors who are positioned as there to help her didn't help her. Her father, who I think was in a very difficult position, couldn't help her. How was she supposed to think anybody could? All right, let let should we take like a deep dive into Didi's Dee family?
1: Uh, I mean, I think we have to. There is there's no other diving to be done. We just have to
0: because the coronation ball thing that I mentioned earlier that's like the the lead off, and it's you're right. Like they show it's almost like in slow motion, and they like pull in on her face, and it's like wow,
1: yeah, and she's like, isn't isn't this the greatest day ever? And everyone around her is like we're forced to be here it's like a family obligation thing that we have to do but everybody hates you okay so we meet we meet dd's nephew at the tattoo parlor with
0: Dee. Dee Was my aunt luscious lips and like the weirdest face tattoo
1: who gives who could not care less calls her evil right off the bat
0: an evil person
3: i would say you know
1: a real weird girl
3: um real
0: weird girl
1: and a sick individual he's like oh yeah like she was insane
0: but I'm not going to make any noise about, like, her daughter, who clearly needs us all to save her life.
1: Yeah, and he says, like, when he found out she was murdered, it was like, what did Dee, Dee do now? <laughs> I
0: was like, what, who did
3: Dee Dee piss off now? You know, what what did, what kind of shit did Dee, Dee get into?
0: Then we also see Dee Dee's dad and stepmom. <laughs> like, dad's Cajun life is the sign outside their front door. Is it really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I totally missed that.
0: <laughs> and, like, their blue little... It's, like, so perfect for a documentary to film in their, like, kitchen or wherever they are. Oh, like, yeah. Because, the floor is, like, this gorgeous blue color. Right. But then you're like, you live there? Like, who lives in a house yeah. like that? Yeah,
1: yeah. And they – we learn almost immediately that they have, like n- – there's no love lost for Dee Dee. Uh-uh. Which is another tragic, heartbreaking thing that her own father, like, really couldn't care less about I the mean, fact that she's murdered.
0: I think what's tragic about that is the fact that there were so many people who saw the warning signs mm-hmm. and just shouldn't have like – I don't—part of this, too, listeners, is that I'm a foster parent. Right. You know, like, we adopted our daughter through foster care. I know that it doesn't take that much to get a kid removed from a home. You know what I mean? Yeah. How did all of these people who have knowledge of her poisoning her own mother, stealing money, being—you had a list of what—
1: Yeah, she was Didi Dee Dee was opening up credit cards, making bad checks. Apparently, America's Most Wanted was <laughs> looking for her.
0: That's insane.
1: And she— poisoned her nephew's stepmother right?
0: and like refused to feed her own mother until she died
1: right and then even um her her cousin emma says it was just another person that we meet she's like was Didi involved like i never thought about that but maybe Didi was involved in the death of her own mother and it's right. like well <laughs> when you starve somebody right exactly and, and don't care for them when they're an elderly sickly person
0: yeah it's crazy and then you know when when the dad, like, eventually starts talking about who was it who was in possession of the ashes.
1: Yeah, of... some family member was just saying, like, oh, like, like, ashes. like, what do we do with them? And what
0: did the dad say? Let's flush them. Everybody said, I don't want her. I Barn don't want to want her. flush
1: them.
0: I don't. Flush that in the toilet. <laughs> want...
1: The stepmother, especially, was like, one called her a filthy person. <laughs> I don't know if she means actually filthy, filthy but just like a, fil- like a vile that human. That really stuck
0: out to me, too. Yeah. She
2: was a very filthy person.
1: And said it it was her Her way or else you you would pay. pay. And And did did we pay? Oh, my God. I'm still paying for it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me.
0: Yeah. So anyway, at this point in the documentary, we start to see um, the trial, like the trial starting for Gypsy. One of the one of the people who stands out at this point, I think, is the prosecutor who, like, really wants to do the right thing. Being a
3: prosecutor, the standard is to do what's right. And what's just. When you look at the mitigators as well as the background of these individuals as we know it, as well as the facts of the case, this case was not an appropriate first degree murder case in which to seek the death penalty.
0: So at this point, we start getting more background information about things that happened in Gypsy's life before the murder. For example, as she was, you know, inevitably growing up and starting to like really start to be able to think for herself, she goes to VisionCon
1: which here's my thing so she tries to run away she goes to vision con how was she there if Dee, Dee literally won't let go of her hand yeah
0: there's there's definitely things we don't know we do know that like gypsy is like growing into like a sci-fi nerd mm-hmm. and she goes to vision con and she meets up clearly like an older like man. a
1: middle-aged man who's like oh you can come live with me i told him vaguely about
2: what was going on at home and he told me you know um You just pack your stuff and um, you can come live with me in Arkansas.
1: Yes, sure, Gypsy is just now learning to think for herself. But at this point, she should have been anyway because she's probably 18 or 19. Right. She still looks and acts like a 10-year-old. Yeah. And this guy's like, I'll rescue you. Right. Come live with me.
0: And she like runs away to Arkansas to like go be with this guy. But she gets like, Dee Dee finds her within four hours. Yeah.
1: And then she smashes everything. She smashes the computer. She goes on a tear and says, next time I'm going to hit you with the hammer or something. I mean, absolutely.
0: So this is where we start to see Gypsy understanding how fucked she is. Right. That, like, she's finally, like, at a place where she, like, understands what's happening, but that she's trapped. And people think that she's sick. She said that the mom has had a lawyer draw up incompetency papers. Right. So if she goes to the police— the police are going to be like, sorry, you're like, you're, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, and social,
1: social services was sent over a couple times and Didi Dee Dee was able to manipulate the situation where it's like, well, she has right. leukemia and she's slow. Like, I don't know. I mean, you right. can't believe. I mean, she totally made Gypsy a completely unreliable, sick, crazy, slow person. Yeah. And I'm just trying to take care of my sick daughter.
3: Gypsy has essentially fallen through every crack there is in the system. The Greene County Sheriff's deputies came out to the house on an anonymous report that Gypsy was potentially being abused. And they came to the house. They spoke with Dee, Dee and Dee, Dee did exactly what she does all, all the time. She manipulated the police officers, showed them a few things, and they left. And at that point, Gypsy has absolutely nowhere else to turn.
1: Now we're getting into the meat. Of the gypsy and Nicholas relationship, which will baffle me, I think, until the end of my days. Is it ironic that
0: they met on a Christian dating site? It's
1: kind of pro- like, of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Because of course Didi was was probably preaching all this religion as she's torturing her daughter and abuse. I mean, oh, like, it's of course. So like, carry the musical. It,
0: uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's a musical joke, listeners. Also, just quickly, like the met the text messages between them are so like Young teenage love, like Neve and like a girl that doesn't exist. Awkward. (laughs) Here's
1: here's the thing, and I'm not being I'm not being judgy, and I'm not being like a grammar bitch about it.
0: Please don't get on her for her grammar. She has a second grade education. I know
1: I get that. No, it's not, it's not her. But it's like, okay, so to be homeschooled, right, Dee Dee would need to have some certification. Like, why wasn't that even at at the minimum? Like, is this girl being educated? Why isn't she in school? Like, social services could have done that. Like, did Dee, Dee manipulate that too? Listen,
0: bouncy Buzzfeed reporter says it. She slipped through every crack she could possibly slip through.
1: I wasn't gonna get on. Gypsy for her grammar. I was just saying that, like, it it made it occur to me that they, you know, this poor spelling. But I'm like, wait, oh, wait, wait a second. Like, how is the school not even an issue? While
0: we're on the subject, like, there are definitely moments where I feel like if Gypsy had been raised normally, she'd just be, like, a fun, funny genius. Like, there are moments... Where you see her being normal, that you're like, oh my God, if this had gone another way and you were just like a normal girl, like what would you, that is also the tragedy of this.
1: Oh, right. Absolutely. The what if.
0: So anyway, she gets in touch with this guy, Nicholas.
1: Yeah. And they have this weird, not weird. They have this very over the top sexual relationship via text from the beginning. And as it progressed, things got weird
0: because he's into something called BDSM, BDSM. <laughs> which she's like what's that now? she googled it
1: <laughs> didn't love it but loves him yeah allegedly though she's never met him right and decides to take on the submissive role i mean then then we see the facebook post right where she's like i live to serve my master yeah she went from not being into it to being like you know like, that if you my know
0: daughter what? ever wrote some shit like that i would kill everybody <laughs>
1: there'd be a new true crime podcast to do.
0: Oh my goodness. But Gypsy gets a warning.
1: Right, from Nick's ex. Then his ex had
2: um, messaged me. And she told me, you know, he's a really bad guy. Um, He thinks he's a vampire. And he's into all this dominant, submissive stuff. And I was thinking, it's just an ex. You know, she's just bad-mouthing him. She doesn't know anything. She's jealous, blah, blah, blah.
1: She was right. We're yeah. like, so this guy has, like, a pretty good dating life. <laughs> <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> They're, like, really lovely single people in this world, but Nick's got, like,
0: two girls. Hang on. There's one other thing we need to talk about. What? What? Do you want to tell the people what he was once arrested for?
1: Oh, my God. I can't believe we did it. Okay. <laughs> this is another thing I will never, ever, ever understand. Nick, I'm sorry. I'm, like, my hands are all over I know, the place. I'm gesturing I know, I know. wildly. He was arrested for watching porn. <laughs> And quote, fondling himself. For how long? Nine hours.
0: Where? In a McDonald's! I know. I, I know. Nine. No, I loved it. Like, a, like in hour one, the manager was like, "That's annoying, but we're gonna let it slide." Hour two was like a shift change. Uh, hour three, they're like, "Is that guy still doing that? Is he
1: or is he stopping to order things? Because you know they're gonna kick you out if you're not ordering anything." <laughs> like, what was it about
0: hour nine that made it especially egregious?
1: Right, and it was just he was just fondling. Like, he never <laughs> went for nine hours. Like to do that one to not take it to the next level.
0: It's just. Nine hours.
1: I don't know how, like who, no, no one, again, these people are surrounded by people with with all of their senses. Like people had eyes and not one of those minutes of those nine hours did a customer say, excuse me, how many customers were like, can we talk about the fondling guy and the porn?
0: I know. I know. How does
1: this go on for nine and then hours? He, has,
0: they, he gets arrested. He has a knife on him.
1: Well, of course he does. <laughs> That just makes total sense.
0: You don't go masturbating in McDonald's for nine hours without bringing a knife. Wasn't masturbating, though. Fondling. Oh, right. oh, and then we also find out that he has multiple personalities.
1: Right. That's what he says to Gypsy. Gypsy, that's
0: another red flag, sweetheart. But you know what she does? She creates enough personalities to match them. So
1: that they all have girlfriends.
2: He had talked to me one day and he was just like, you know, I would like my other personalities to have a girlfriend. So I made up some individual personalities to match his other personalities.
1: Kitty was like the little girl personality. Yep.
0: then. Candy. The slut.
1: Ruby. Who was evil. Can we ask, when does she have time to go to Hot Topic and buy all of these wigs and corsets? Okay,
0: here's my thought on the wigs. Because I literally have in bold and in red, <laughs> this girl has a lot of wigs. So, no, I was like, okay, it makes sense. She, like, people think she has leukemia or cancer. The mom's been shaving her head. She has some wigs. Excellent point. One of the wigs was jet black with like red streaks. Hot topic. That does not seem like a wig Didi would have bought for her.
1: Right? Unless I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm just. I'm confused. Then I feel like also, I don't know like, anything anymore.
0: The sexs like, like gypsies taking these like super sexy, right? Well lit,
1: right? Like standing up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of crazy, too, because in some of them, like, this is not to be... Like, I'm a full homosexual, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got breasts that you can see, and you're like, oh, not, like, fully, but you're just like... Yeah. She is clearly coming into her own sexual identity.
1: Right, and of course, as we know, whether you have been held captive and abused for however many years or not if you're a teenager and everyone's telling you not to feel sexual guess what yeah
0: exactly they're
1: gonna feel more I mean it's crazy like don't do this don't do this thing that everyone is talking about doing don't do it (laughs) they're gonna be like well now I'm gonna do it super hard and
0: then the craziest thing happens where do they decide to rendezvous
1: okay so here's the thing about the movie theater they decide to meet up at the movie theater
2: I and my mom was gonna go see Cinderella the live action version of Cinderella and I was like, this is a perfect time for us to meet. I'll buy your ticket and you come to the movie theater. and We'll meet. Like, we're just meeting as new friends. And it's going to be perfect.
1: And I don't know if they were, if her plan was like, I'm going to introduce you to my mom as like this person that I just met in the lobby and now we're good friends. Like, nothing right. made no. any sense. Yeah. Again, here's the thing. They go... And have sex in the bathroom now
0: we only hear Nick's version of this story so we don't this is not right. corroborated by Gypsy but Nick says she wanted to have sex with me so I did okay she wanted to
1: have sex with you yes wow did her mom know um
2: <laughs> we tripped it from her mom okay <laughs>
1: where did you have sex at in the
2: theater it was in the bathroom Okay, in a girl's bathroom or a boy's bathroom? She just took me to the boy's bathroom. I didn't
1: have any choice. I went right the boy's bathroom. I'm go, She's okay with it. Okay, okay. Right, that, again, Dee Dee was not holding Gypsy's hand right. for this minute and yeah. let her go to the bathroom by herself, which, like, I don't think... If someone is in a wheelchair, like, you would you would just take them to the bathroom. Wait,
0: gypsy in a wheelchair for the movies? She had... Why wouldn't she be? Oh, God, that's right. That's a detail we do not get in the movie. Right. Yeah. But
1: how could... Like, why wouldn't she be? Yeah. So then they meet – Dee Dee ends up meeting Nick, and she's like, I hate him. What is this creep doing in a, in a live-action Cinderella? And I'm like, well, point Dee Dee. I mean, it is <laughs> it is weird that he's there by himself in the, right. Cinder- the live-action Cinderella movie Yeah, alone. alone. And
0: it's like just the three of them, and he's like sitting not with them.
1: It's very odd.
0: It is very odd. And
1: Dee Dee, of course – so not only does she hate him because it's like an outsider right. who's coming in and could maybe blow up the whole thing – but also, she does have a point. Like, that's a little like the who's this weirdo?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: And now, looking back on it, yeah, it is weird.
2: We were the only people at the movies, and he didn't have a kid with him or a girlfriend or nothing. He's just this guy going to see this
1: chick movie.
0: At this point, like, the murder happens. Mm-hmm. And how does it go down?
1: Well, there's all, it's all over text which right. is great for the prosecution. <laughs>
0: right. It's all via test. Not savvy.
1: No. So they get in a fight. Didi and Gypsy get in this big fight. And Gypsy, her whole thing is she promises to be better. That's what she always said to her mother. Now she's also in this, like, she's the submissive role in this relationship. So she's constantly being very submissive and, and reacting to her master and saying she's going to be better or whatever. Yeah, And according to Gypsy... Dee, Dee went to bed early. This is, like, another totally, like, mom manipulative thing. Like, Dee, Dee was so hurt by the fight that she just, like, had to take to the bed and just be done with it and, like, go to bed early because she And the can. last thing
0: she ever said to her was.
1: Please don't hurt me.
0: Crazy. Can I say something kind of shitty here? Sure. When Gypsy is recounting this, that story mm-hmm. to the interviewer in the jail, she's fully sobbing, but there are no tears.
2: Yeah. We had just recently gotten into an argument and we had made up. And I said I was Be a good girl.
0: So I'm like, is she pretending to cry? Or is she just like crying? I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to pass any judgment, but I'm just, I just, it stood out to me that she's like, (laughs) but there's no tears.
1: Right. Kind of like how she was so shocked. My mother's dead. Right, right, right. Right in the beginning of the movie where it's like. (laughs) So then we get like more about these texts and it's like, yes, sir, I'm going, sir. He's
0: like, get your ass to the bathroom.
1: Yeah. So the plan is basically he was going to come through the screen door. She had there. There was the knife involved. She was going to let him in and he was going to stab her. Like it was a very there was like no It wasn't like an onion layer of a plan. It was just like you're going to come in and stab my mother to death. Cool. Like it was very cut and dry.
0: Yeah. So Gypsy says that she goes to the bathroom and, like, puts her hands over her ears and, like, gets in the fetal position. Right.
1: I got
2: kind of in a fetal position, and I covered my ears. And um, I heard my mom wake up, and then she sounded startled, and there was some noises that I can't make out. And I heard her say my name a couple times
1: and then they cut to this video of them in the hotel after Oh my god the, the video is like
0: so creepy and they're
1: hysterical laughing everything seems to be fine uh huh <laughs>
0: I mean, the only thing I can say about that is that like Gypsy, I mean, she makes a big point about talking about how like she's free and she's walking. Right. You know, it's like at that point that you're just like, it's a mind F for the viewer because you feel relief for her. Right. You know, like she's walking, she's out in the world, like she's experiencing freedom for the very first time ever. Mm -hmm. But then they make a couple dumb mistakes.
1: Yeah. So they go to Nick's home and they're like and Nick's like hey so this gypsy this this gypsy woman is going to live with us now and the mom's like cool great yeah. no questions asked except how are, how's your mother because they lied and said that the mother they were homeless and the mother was in a shelter the mother kicked gypsy out yeah. so that was that was their story like the mother's terrible but yeah. you sh- you could just tell the truth i mean the truth is or ask a, a, a Maybe two more questions at least <laughs> right. about where you came from how you met are you all right why are you acting like an 11 year old when you're clearly not like just several questions to me i would think I, but, but, but but hey i'm not a parent so i don't know
0: <laughs> uh they also they also do another foolish thing. right
1: so the the main fool they they suddenly something comes in the mail there's like a, a package delivered. Oh. And what they do is Nick and Gypsy mailed the knife, aka the murder weapon, oh
0: my god,
1: to Nick's house with along with like $5,000 in cash that Which they stole. Which DD just from had TV. like
0: stuffed in a safe right. in her house.
1: I mean again, it's like anything with the mail adds it to like a federal offense.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know a lot about the postal system.
1: I don't know why they're just. Well, I know because Neve. Like you just can't mess with the mail, man. <laughs> I just think that's like a like you should know that. Yeah, but it just adds a whole other level. It's like it's like if you're like smoking weed or something, or you're like drinking, and then you you get yourself in a car. It's like okay, well now you just added <laughs> another
0: charge to, to your it. sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's like
1: it's so dumb. So then now the Facebook post.
0: Oh right. This is
1: really. Really hard for me to get through.
0: For the record, I remember I remember when this happened. I was a gawker. I was, like, obsessed with gawker. Oh, wow. Because I'm a trash person. Like, <laughs> you had to be a, a trash human to be obsessed with gawker to the degree that I was. I had a desk job at the time. And I would, like, I'd refresh gawker, like, ten times a night. Really? And I remember when this happened.
1: So, from, they, Dee Dee and Gypsy shared a Facebook page. Because Gypsy couldn't have anything that was hers. Right. And there's a post... Written according to the the cops or whoever, written by Gypsy, and this is what where the red flags are. It says the bitch is dead. That was the the Facebook post, and then in the comments, because people are saying, "Were you hacked? What's going on? Like, are you okay?"
0: Oh, the the rest of it was in the comments.
1: So then she commented and said, "This is tough," and I wish you could play the clip, but you can't because no one says that; it. it's a screenshot. Ugh. So I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking
0: loud, lol. Now, I, if I may be mistaken, but I remember, I, and not from the documentary, that there was an actual period of time where they didn't know where Gypsy was, where they actually thought that Gypsy had been kidnapped.
1: Oh, and this was this was the actual person.
0: Yeah, they thought that Gypsy had been kidnapped. I remember, I remember reading this being like, oh my God, where is this kid? And then they found her and they're like, oh, I remember that. Oh my goodness. I really am having a memory of like- It's all coming back to you? Yeah. I I remember it was like up to the minute. I was following the story like the entire period of days that it was happening. Yeah. I don't remember if it was one day or many days, but I remember like following the story and then like setting a Google alert for it. And then being like, oh my God, like the daughter wrote, like it was a mind Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then- What's what is weird about that, though, is that like once she's then we cut to the scene of her after she's arrested, she's in prison and she's calling other family members. The baby voice is out of control. Uh She was still in Wisconsin when she called me. Hey, my sweetie. Hi. Is this Yes, baby. Hi. Oh, my God. It's so good to hear your voice. Uh-huh. it's so over the top and yeah. she's like the news is lying like i had nothing to do with it i don't know what's going on and then so now the family's like oh of course like you were i mean of course like yeah of course then they cut to her at the trial and the prosecution's like evidence uh exhibit a <laughs> yeah. text messages and right. even the cousin or whoever is saying this said that like gypsy turned around and she has this look on her face where she's that like, was the
0: stepmother yeah
1: she's like caught yeah I've been caught. And that's when they showed all the text messaging. And when they said they were presenting that, she
2: turned around and looked at us with fear in her eyes. I guess she didn't think that they were going to pull all of those messages up.
1: Did you feel like it?
2: Yeah,
0: I did.
1: Because she was lying, the news is lying, and this. But like, this. I
0: refuse to acknowledge that she is a thinking like a regular human. I
1: don't think that at no. all. No,
0: like, like, like the idea that she was caught and now in her mind she has nobody is so devastating to me because no one has ever taken care of this child ever in her life, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just so the idea because you see in the documentary you see her turn, and she just thinks that like everything she's just lost everything, right? And she says later she was like, "Well, I'm just going to kill myself."
1: Yeah. And I think it was your best friend, the Buzzfeed reporter.
0: Bouncy Buzzfeed reporter
1: who said that she doesn't like what is real to her. All right. she understands is manipulation, retaliation, because yeah. that's all her mother did. All she knew was living a life of lies. Yeah. And I mean, it's really all she knew. Like, does she know what normal is? Does she know how to even behave in a normal society? I mean she even
0: says in the end she has a quote where she's like
1: in so many ways, I don't know
2: what's right, what's wrong. But to say that, yes, I did this, um, I'm sorry for it, I feel bad for it, Um, it just feels good to be
0: honest. That's her, like, that's kind of where she ends the documentary. But, like, she's acknowledging that she doesn't know what's right and wrong. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and how could she?
0: I mean, how. I mean, in the end, like, I really think that the prosecutor, you know, the prosecutor and the defense attorney sort of get their final say, where the prosecutor's like...
3: Gypsy Blanchard endured nearly two decades of systematic, uh, purposeful abuse at the hands of her mother for the purpose of fraud. And so by amending to murder in the second degree, we were able to both hold Gypsy Blanchard accountable for the murder, which was not justified nor excusable. But yet, account for those mitigating circumstances.
0: You know, we had to hold her accountable. Second-degree murder was right mm-hmm. because it meant that we could give her a lesser time, and but still hold her accountable for the murder. And her own defense attorney says the same thing. Like, you know, at the very beginning of this, there was the the question of the death penalty on the table.
3: Ultimately, it's the best outcome for her. It's the best outcome for the state of Missouri, and um, ultimately, the right thing to do for everybody. I mean. It's a murder. There's nothing we can do about that. So, you know, that, that has to be dealt with. But ultimately, um, when you look at the fact that at the end of that eight and a half years, when she's already done a year of that, she'll be 32 years old. You know, she'll be three years younger than I am right now. So, I mean, she will actually be able to enjoy just the world.
0: Should we like just talk about like the final scene with like the dad and his wife?
1: Yeah. So this is when I think this is sort of why you have so many mixed feelings about the dad. Yeah. The
0: scene is that right to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the dad finally takes responsibility.
2: I just want to make sure you know that. If
0: I've
2: done anything wrong, I'm
0: sorry, baby. No. And, And Gypsy's like, "No, Dad, you're off the hook. Like, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. I don't think you did
2: anything wrong. I think it's just Mom was very good at what she was doing. And I think you just was completely in the dark. So and I don't want you to know I don't blame you for any of it. Either of you.
0: And you know, of course she's saying that because she's afraid of pushing him away or losing him in any way. And I do think too that this is where the stepmom becomes kind of a hero too. Like she's just, although the God stuff I could do without. She is like look.
2: God pulled you through it. Yeah. Man hope. That that one got you, baby. Yeah. Nope. God got you. And we got you.
0: But it's like, you know, you can't not think like, well, then where were you? Like you could right. have, you could have saved her from all of this. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I cannot just accept the fact that Dee Dee was just like really good at being manipulative. No, I can't. That just like that won't stand with me. No, like, because that's just not like when you're
0: a parent, if you have a, a child that is that sick, there's just no excuse for not doing your own investigative work to make sure that your child is being properly taken care of.
1: Yeah, and it's more of a tragedy that that the story seemingly ends with Nick. And gypsy going to prison and not any doctors being accountable, not right. any social services, not anything else that also led to this and right. made this situation happen. It's been a it's been a hard recording, don't you think? It's been tough. It's
0: hard. You know, and I I'll say it again that like being a foster parent, I know how easy people can lose their kids. Like yeah. you know, parents that are trying lose their kids. Right. You know, like this woman, I mean, was just So crazy,
1: yeah, and weirdly enough, the story kind of isn't over. I know because we still have Nick's trial, yeah, that's coming up, and he faces life in prison. So, I don't know. I mean, we might have an update for you guys, we'll keep
0: you posted. Oh man. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you love our show, there is an easy way to help other people find our show. And we'd be so grateful. If you would share your favorite episode on your social media, on your Twitter or your Facebook, that would be amazing. Uh, and you can also rate and review us on iTunes. And that's a huge help. Such a big help. Where can they find us? At
1: truecrimeobsessed.com. All of your true crime obsessed needs. And I'm stressing the ED now <laughs> because our Twitter is at truecrimeobsessed.com.
0: No Ed. No Ed. Uh, I'll say it again. I'm I'm obsessed with the Twitter. Oh, Find be us there. So fun. Yeah, uh, you can email us. We've gotten a lot of awesome emails. I know. Email us your stories. Uh, TrueCrimeObsessed at gmail.com. dot uh, And we'll see you next week for two episodes oh. on the Keepers for Can't hashtag wait. True Crime Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.